Um, I do understand that some students may have um, been dropped back off at home, so we're working to get communication out to those families, um, but school is on today. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. 712 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Just to mention one more time, you can text the word bike to the WTMJ Talk and text line 855-616-1620. We were talking earlier about I saw this dude on a, it was less than a motorcycle in the Marquette Interchange yesterday, zipping around out there, getting some texts on that. This guy says, got to be a level three e-bike. Crazy dude. A level three e-bike, okay. It's going about 40 miles an hour at best, but definitely did not appear to be a legal vehicle for interstate travel. Well, if you are dealing with slippery conditions this morning, one thing to help give you perspective today, pretty amazing story coming out from the military and the uh, Homeland Security Group dealing with these two Navy SEALs who uh, were killed during a, a secret mission overseas. So these commandos were launching from the USS Lewis B. Puller. It's a mobile sea base, and they're headed to an unflagged ship this was last week, and this was one of these unflagged ships that was going to bring some Iranian-created weaponry to Yemen. And we all know what's going on with Yemen right now with the Houthis and whatnot. So these two Navy SEALs were part of this, this special secret situation. So illicit Iranian-made weapons being brought over there. John Kirby is the White House National Security Council. Trying to interdict uh, munitions and weapons that we believe were heading from Iran to uh, to the Houthis uh, in Yemen. So this is super dangerous. You're talking about an air, you know, you're on the uh, the Arabian Sea. You have waves up and down. You're secretly getting next to this ship. You're putting up a ladder. Then you're climbing up this ladder to board this ship. And two SEALs plunged into the depths. And here's what happened. One of them was climbing up the ladder and slipped, Right. So his name is uh, Navy Special Warfare Operator 2nd Class Nathan Gage Ingram. Began climbing the ladder onto the boat, slipped, fell into the gap of the waves that had been created between the vessel and their small Navy combatant craft. So he went under. Navy Special Warfare Operator 1st Class Christopher Chambers jumped in after him to save him, jumped into the gap, because that's just what they do. Underscores how dangerous the mission can be um, and the dangers that these... Uh, these brave warriors are willing to face every day. It's an instinctive act honed by years of training, they say. One teammate going to another's aid, but weighed down by, I mean, all the stuff they're wearing. You got body armor, weapons, heavy equipment. They plunge into the depths of the Arabian Sea, and they have not been seen since. They called off their search. So these two are gone. The uh, The White House obviously uh, released a statement calling them both heroes. But something to think about today is you're dealing with the uh, the weather and cursing and getting frustrated by your everyday life. Just remember, we had two Navy SEALs lost. 7.15, Brandon Snyde has sports coming up next. Why settle for just the job when you could have a career in the exciting automobile industry? The Auto Dealers Association of Metro Milwaukee new car dealer members have service, technician, sales, administrative, and management positions available now. The first word in career is car, and one of the best places to find a great career opportunity is at an Adam new car dealer. For current great paying job opportunities, visit adam.jobs. That's A-D-A-M-M dot jobs. Hey, your furnace, even if it's in good shape, is not designed to be running 24-7. We had about a week of that in that bitter cold snap. 
Vince Vetrano here for Absolute Comfort HVAC. I'm certainly glad now that I had Brent and his son Drew out to our house months ago for a fall furnace tune-up. Gave me confidence that my furnace was going to keep running even as the temperatures dropped well below zero, keeping the family warm through that tough stretch. But put this number in your contacts. It's Absolute Comfort HVAC. It's a local family-owned company that you'll want to call if your furnace gives out on you. Or might even want to call them now just to make sure that everything is operating. We're certainly nowhere near through winter yet. Tell them Vinny sent you. Brent and his son, Drew, they'll respond to you quickly. They give you an honest assessment on what's happening with your furnace and the great value in the work that still needs to be done. Now's not the time when you want to be fumbling around with Google reviews, hoping somebody can get to you in maybe a matter of days. It's Absolute Comfort HVAC. Here's the number, 262-664-9284. And the website is absolutecomfortwi.com. When you breathe well, you live better. Find out more at adventnose.com. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. For the second time in three nights, the Milwaukee Bucks taking care of business in the Motor City as they knock off the Detroit Pistons on Monday night for their 30th win of the season. This one by a final of 122 to 113. Giannis back to Middleton. Middleton to try to move the third all time in the Bucks record book. He will do just that. Chris Middleton passing the big dog on the three-pointer to put Milwaukee ahead by their largest lead of 11 in the midst of a 15-2 run. And move over, big dog. Cash Money is your third all-time leading scorer for the Bucks. That's behind one Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and one Giannis Antetokounmpo. The call here on WTMJ as cash money making Bucks history on Monday against the team that once traded him to Milwaukee as he moves into third place in franchise history with now over 12,000 points. It's just a testament of just you know what a, a pro is about. Again, it's just a testament of just all the hard work. It takes a lot to come, you know, where Chris, where he started and where he is now. You know, it, it, it takes a lot of hard work, fortitude. You know, he's a champion, obviously NBA champion. But more than anything else, you know, just I just love the influence that he has on, on our team, especially with the young guys. Middleton would finish tonight with 26 points. Giannis with a triple-double, 31 points, 17 boards, and 10 assists as the Bucks winning for the fifth time in six games. They'll return home tomorrow to host Cleveland. Over to the NFL where the offseason is officially underway in Green Bay. It wasn't the ending the team was hoping for, but nonetheless, head coach Matt LaFleur quite impressed on the turnaround the NFL's youngest roster had throughout the course of an up-and-down season. I think we were committed to our process throughout the entire season, and it's easy to get hung up on the end results, but it really comes back down to how you do things on a daily basis, how you're finding different ways to get better, and just sticking together, like fighting through some, some tough times. I think there's there's been a lot of growth, a lot of learning lessons. All in all, there was, there was a, there's a lot of good that came out of this. LaFleur also mentioning on Monday to the media, no decisions have been made with any of his assistant coaches, including defensive coordinator Joe Barry. I haven't even thought about that at this at this stage. Uh, kind of going through everything right now. I want to certainly sit down with every assistant before any decisions are made. And lastly, Vinny, overdue college hoops. The 13th-ranked Wisconsin Badgers looking to keep the good times rolling tonight in the Big Ten. They are in Minnesota to take on the Gophers that tip off is set for 6 p.m. So no more football, but right, you it's got, what we got, man. You got good go basketball Badgers, going on. Bucks go win. Golden Eagles, go Bucks. Marquette, Badgers. We're okay. We'll be okay.
Pitchers and catchers in what, like six weeks or Not so? Not too far away. Yeah. <laughs> 719 on Wisconsin's Morning News. At 723 on Wisconsin's Morning News, bringing Storm Team 4 Chief Meteorologist Brian Niznanski. Actually, Niz, before we get to the particulars of the weather, something going down in your in your home school district there in Racine. A little yeah. bit of confusion among parents. Yeah, Racine Unified. Theory? So Racine Unified, uh, we were catching a word that they were having issues with buses this morning because of the conditions. So Racine Unified posting on Facebook that please be aware that buses may be running late this morning due to the weather oh, okay. conditions. And that we appreciate your patience. The trouble is that I think some pa- uh, parents are getting some crossed and mixed signals on where their kids are going, if their kids are going. One parent, it seems, Niz, contacted, uh, commented on the Facebook, said that my son got on the bus, they made it to the end of the street, bus driver turned around and dropped him back off, said yeah. roads were unsafe. What? Maybe they're, yeah, mean, maybe they're like, who knows, maybe there's confusion on like stop driving or something like that. Yeah, definitely. Right? Well, is that, does that look like, as you, as you look at conditions this morning, look like a spot that's getting more ice than anything? Yeah, definitely. I, I would say it, as long as you're a little bit away from the lake, um, yeah, totally. And right now Milwaukee's at 36 degrees. So, like, typically you'd be like, okay, we're good to go. We, we don't have to worry too much about freezing rain because that's four degrees above freezing. However, the ground is super cold right now from all the cold weather that we recently had. So it almost, like, acts like, <laughs> like it, it hits – the rain hits on contact and it will freeze. But I do think conditions in the city of Milwaukee and close to the lake should be a little bit better than some of these outlining areas. I mean, Waukesha is sitting at 30 degrees, West Bend's at 30 degrees, and we have a pretty good area of rain that's moving in from the south. So, yeah, I think things are going to, if not already, uh, be pretty icy out there this morning. It was kind of the opposite, Niz, of when we have, you know, it's cold enough for snow, but the ground is warm and it melts on contact, right? It's like the opposite effect. One hundred percent. I mean, the ground is like just like super cold. I don't have a specific number on it and it varies across the area. But we're we're at a point here where after last week and beyond where we were super cold, uh, the ground really uh, the temperature ground temperature really got cold. So, um, yeah, exactly opposite of it. even if you're sitting at above freezing and you're driving along and you see your car says 34 degrees, don't think that the ground is just going to be wet uh, this morning. We are, uh, I think, looking at a pretty icy commute for most of the area. So, so got, yeah, take it easy out there, guys. Rough conditions this morning, then, like, a lot of rain coming later on, eh? Yeah, and, I mean, it's it's coming down, I mean, already. This is a pretty solid, steady area of rain that's lifting in here from Illinois. Um, I do think the worst conditions are going to be um, this morning and then by this afternoon, um, if there's any precipitation, I think we'll kind of see a lull and stuff. Um, it, I think this afternoon should be fine. And then we're going to watch a secondary area of low pressure that, yeah, brings primarily rain uh, to the area, which is kind of super bummer. I <laughs> back certain today. Kids put me to work yesterday. I'm off. I'm off uh, TV uh, side of things here, and um, I built a giant igloo in the front yard. And uh, <laughs> we we had some hot chocolate in it last night. Nice. Everything was good. But I, what's the headroom on that? Because you know the best forts are where like almost small adult person can kind of like sit upright in there. Are you good inside there? Oh yeah, totally. Oh. Yeah, the kids can stand. The oh. kids can stand. We got furniture in there. Wow. Um, so like, pro tip: like Bud Nizdansky, my dad used to build igloos like this. The hardest part is getting a giant pile. So you stack up the biggest pile and you kind of pat it down as you go. And then you don't get it quite as big as what you want it to be. 
because um, it would make for more work. What you do is as you dig it out, you make your door and you dig it out and you hollow out from the inside, you keep throwing that snow onto your pile and it grows as you expand it from the inside. Uh-huh. And then, yeah, it's, it's, it's hours of work. But when you got it, um, I'll tell you what, it is one of my strongest childhood memories when my dad would build that giant igloo. So I'm hoping uh, that'll happen for my kids and it'll, it'll be worth the 10 ibuprofens I have today. Listen, maybe don't tell the kids uh, we got 40 degrees for the high on Friday. I don't know. <laughs> How's that going to yeah. hang in there? You know, if I keep up with it and I keep, you know, like it, like, cause you can maintain it too. Like you keep hollowing it out and keep throwing snow on it or yeah. whatever. You could end up with like a really hard, like dense. Uh, there you go. If you just keep up with it as it tries to melt away. But I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Uh, next level. Can you. Bring in some sort of heating mechanism in the thing. Oh, <laughs> Is there good like idea. A, a little extension cord. Can we can we get AC power well, out to it? At least a it? gutter system. Yeah. My my daughter Olivia asked the same thing about that last night, and I said, Olivia, do you really think a heating source in the igloo is a good idea? She's like, <laughs> Dad, it's yeah, dark out no. here. Can we get some power? <laughs> we do have lighting. We do have little LED lights and stuff, so that that works out pretty cool. Outstanding. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, I'll snap up. I took video of it on the socials uh what we built last night we had hot chocolate in there kids kids didn't want hot chocolate they wanted uh ice cream cones and and the the igloo which i don't know if that really was it's nice and cozy in there you did well (laughs) yeah absolutely man hey Vinny, i hear we got some pickleball tomorrow are you in on that that's right you and uh and cass are out there so the Milwaukee Admirals have a pickleball thing going there having pickleball night nice. and then several of us are going to do a little pickleball earlier in the day nice. to help promote it. Yeah, it's going to be fun. This will be the first time in a while. You know, I had some knee trouble. I, I think I'm good to go, so we'll see. I'll be a little rusty, Listen, but I'm looking forward to it. is falling apart. The, I like. think I'm good to go is not a good place to be, buddy. Orthopedic Associates <laughs> of Wisconsin. There you go. I haven't quite tested it yet to that <laughs> level. That's a good point. <laughs> All right, I'll see you tomorrow, my friend. All right, Eric Vinny, we'll see you later, guys. Drive safe, everybody. 7.37 on Wisconsin's Morning News. We've been trying to get our arms around what's happening in the Racine Unified School District as the district insists that school is on today, but we understand that some of the buses are having trouble getting around. Joining us on the line, we have Stacey Tapp, one of the chief communications folks at Racine Unified. Stacey, appreciate your time this morning. I know you're fielding a lot of phone calls, so just is school on in Racine Unified this uh, this morning? Good morning. Yes, school is on today. Uh, We are experiencing some significant delays with buses and having some challenges with some of those routes as they get out to, especially some of those side streets um, and some of the more uh, tricky areas with with the road conditions. So we're asking for a lot of patience from our families and understanding. Um, I do understand that some students may have um, been dropped back off at home, so we're working to get communication out to those families, um, but school is on today. Should parents have their children at bus stops at a certain time? Do we know when they should get back out there? I think, you know, we're planning those routes to, to happen as normal, but there's no normal when, when right. road conditions are the way they are. So, you know, that's why we're just asking for some patience and understanding because buses will very likely be delayed um, in a lot of situations. Stacy, you know how bad the conditions are out there? If you have bus drivers who are turning the bus around, obviously they have concerns about the road conditions. I, you know, we've been driving in certain areas. I certainly can't speak to the entire community, but I know that 
you know, some of the main roads are, are much easier to navigate, whereas I'm hearing that some of the side roads or different areas are, are worse than others. Is there any uh, website or phone number or that we want to direct parents to, or should they wait to be to hear from you guys? Um, you know, they can certainly call um, our bus company for student, but I, it probably would be more efficient to wait to hear from them um, as they're trying to, to get communication out to a lot of families. But it's still okay for parents to drive their children to school if they feel safe to do so. Absolutely. And if any time we have significant weather conditions, we remind families that they can certainly call the school, let them know that their child's not going to be there due to the weather conditions, um, and, and that's considered an excused absence. Uh, Stacy, appreciate your time this morning. I know it's super busy there. So again, the message from Racine Unified Schools. School is on today. Many of the buses might be running behind schedule, but there is school today in Racine. 20 minutes before 8 o'clock on Wisconsin's Morning News. News is sponsored by Annex Wealth Management's Money Talk. That's heard Saturdays at 10, right here on WTMJ. Breeze. Looking ahead this morning, uh, we've got Peter Fagan's mom in studio with us, whom I argue, based on a previous conversation with Peter, we'd have had her anyway and really enjoyed having it. (laughs) But there is a lot to this accomplished woman, Fagan, of course, the president of the Milwaukee Bucks and Pfizer Forum. Remember, we were, I think we were talking about the first game of the season this year at Pfizer Forum for the Bucks this past fall. And Peter was saying having his mom in town for the game kind of adds to the stress of making sure that everything is good. We've got our employees to kind of think about. And then, you know, of course, I have my mother in town today, so I'm sure I'll be tending to her and hearing her criticisms about some of the operation during the game. (laughs) You know, it would have been nice if this happened. Does she offer her various opinions on that? Well, is, this the way, is this the way the lighting should be? I don't know. I don't know. The music, music is awfully loud, awfully loud. You don't think it's disturbing to some people? So clearly we would have her on just to goof on Peter if she were in town, right? But Mrs. Fagan has a book out, and she's got an event at the Jewish Community Center tonight. The book starts with her family's escape from Nazi Germany when she was just two years old, growing up an immigrant on the West Coast, her ascendancy in the very competitive advertising world. Back in the 1960s, and then, of course, how she raised her three sons, including Peter. So Barbara Fagan and Peter joining us in studio later this morning, just after the 8 o'clock news. Sports with Brandon next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. After losing to the 49ers in the NFC's divisional round, the offseason in Green Bay got underway on Monday as the Packers will now begin the work for 2024. Quarterback Jordan Love sharing some details on what he plans to work on as he preps for next season. I'm going to look at the tape and, you know, I'll be my process kind of in the offseason. Go back, watch the games and find areas I need to improve. But, you know, I think when we get back to OTAs, just, you know, obviously some of these late two-minute drills to go win the game is, is areas that we, we didn't, you know, capitalize on throughout the season. So uh, that'll be an area to look at. But I think there, there's so many areas I'll have to look at and, and break down a film. Those critical situations when you got to go win it, find a better answers and, and better ways to go, you know, take advantage and find a way to win. Love finished the year with over 4,000 passing yards and 32 passing touchdowns, including a postseason berth, a playoff win, and lots of praise from his head coach. Yeah, he had a hell of a year. Let's not look past that. He really did. Just to see the growth. I, I talked about it the other night. Obviously, it, the results speak for themselves. The growth of him is just is the 
the commander out there. He's an extension of us. And I thought the ownership that he showed, the leadership that he showed, was a great sign for us. LaFleur also mentioning on Monday at his press conference, no decisions have been made with any of his assistant coaches just yet. Over to the NBA, where the Milwaukee Bucks won their second game in three days over Detroit. This one by a final of 122 to 113. Giannis sinks his talents in with a rebound. He'll go the other way. Throws on the Jets, spins inside. What a move as he lays it in with another one coming on the house. Dave Kane on the call right here on WTMJ as Giannis would finish the night with a triple-double, his fourth of the year with 31 points, 17 boards, and 10 assists. Middleton would also add 26 points, a big night for him. Passing Glenn, the big dog Robinson, for third all-time scoring in Bucks franchise history. And with that win last night, Milwaukee now improving to 30-13 and 13 on their season. Look at set to host Cleveland on Wednesday night. Mark Tauscher up next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Idea man. All of my coaches would always say, just because someone asks you a question doesn't mean you need to answer it their way. Innovative. One of the first times we met, Mercure and I were interviewing you and Kuhn, John Kuhn. Okay. We were doing it at Radio City, and I have a, I knew a kid way back when named Scott Tozier, and I called you Scott twice in the interview. <laughs> and Packers Hall of Famer. It never makes any sense, because I'm sure right after you guys left, I'm sure John and I were probably like... Look at that idiot. It's time for Tausch on Wisconsin's Morning You. Presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and Kohler Services. 755 Wisconsin's Morning News. Tausch on the line with us this morning. All right, everybody's saying the right things at 1265 Lombardi. Tausch in the season-ending news conferences. Matt LaFleur, we're going to look at all the film. I haven't made any decisions yet. We're going to learn from this, et cetera, et cetera. What are these few days like right after the season so abruptly ends and minicamp is a long way off? Yeah, I think there's uh, there's a finality to it. Uh, from a player standpoint, you get all your stuff. And, you know, if you're a free agent, you, you take everything and you just kind of think, hopefully I'll be back and I can put this stuff back in there. But from a, from a coaching standpoint, I think it's tough because – you have to make decisions somewhat quickly because, especially you make it to the divisional round, if you're going to make changes, whether it's defensive coordinator or other position coaching spots, you want to make sure you have access to to everyone that you want to have access to. So it's not as easy as just saying, I'm going to take a couple beats, I'm going to wait, and I'm going to be – you want to make sure you're making a good, solid decision – but time is of the essence, too. So there is a sadness uh, about the season ending. There is a bunch of uncertainty that you don't know. You go through your exit interviews and you do all that, and everybody says all the right things. But typically when you walk out, you have a pretty good vibe as far as, yeah, I'm going to be back, or I get the sense they're moving in a different direction. So it's just a ton of uncertainty, and that's why you keep fighting and trying to get you know, drag the season out or finish the season as strongly as you can because, as LaFleur said a bunch of times yesterday, this group, as was constituted, it's going to be about a 20 or 25% turnover on your roster next year. So what are those exit interviews like? Are they nerve-wracking? Are they, and like, what are they asking you specifically? Or is it more of just a, yeah, well, you know, I missed a few blocks here. Yeah. Did really well there. See, but if it's a typical workplace, your manager asks you first, well, how do you think things went, Mark, <laughs> this season there at the tackle position? Yeah, it it really is because – so you go through 
a full season and you spend a ton of time with your position coach, you're not spending a ton of time with the head coach. So first off, it's always great to be the veteran because you get to go meet first. So there, you know, it goes by seniority. <clears throat> and some guys, you get in there, if you're behind the quarterback, you're going to probably be 50 minutes late because they're going to be sitting in there doing Lord knows what. But what's good about it is you get to have open dialogue. They'll ask you what you didn't like about the season, what you didn't like about this, and then they'll be you know, very honest with you as far as how they felt your season went. So I always loved it. I thought you know, communication and being honest, that's the best way to do I think it doesn't matter if it's NFL football or if it's radio or whatever else. I always appreciate good, honest feedback as long as you have an open forum to kind of let your – you can almost festivist if it, you want to. I think that's a word, right? Festivist. It is today. We'll go with it. it you, can, you can air out your grievances, but you don't want to be one of those guys that's just sitting in there complaining about everything. You – you shoot straight and you get good feedback back and then hopefully that helps them make a decision as far as if you're going to be back and it you know that that typically is what you're hoping for thanks my friend good to talk to you we'll out into the world closing time